Hey, how's it going? Welcome, guys, to our mm-hmm. podcast, The Race Back Home. The Racing Home Podcast. The Racing Home Podcast. I'm already messing it up. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, it's okay. You're not the one who named it. I was the one it's who named okay. It. Nick named it, so I'm still kind of catching up. I, I thought the name was uh, The Toe Back Home or something, but we changed that it. That was the second name. Okay, okay. Well, Racing Back Home. Welcome to Racing Back Home. Um, so what the podcast is about, uh, we're just two friends from college. Yep. Uh, we both are time attack competitors in grid life and, uh, Nick has, Nick, go ahead and introduce your car yourself real quick. Yeah. So my name is Nick Egeter. I have a 2017 Focus RS that I, for the most part, compete in street class of grid life's time attack series. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've been doing it now for two years, but like, I would start to say like the past year I've been getting more aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. But Finally. in any case, like, for the podcast itself, uh, actually, let me step back. So that was me. So Fez, where do you compete in? Uh, so, yeah, my name is Fez Bobber, uh, also known as a Banana Man. Um, I compete with a brand-new GR86 uh, in uh, Club TR. Uh, it's the yellow one that a lot of people know about, I guess. <laughs> the only now. yellow one. The only yellow one in the country, I guess, competing in Time Attack. Um, yeah, Club TR great class very competitive so i wanted yep. to, i wanted to prove that like you don't need to just bring a honda k24 car in the, in the class to win you can win with other chassis and it's a other... lot more than just a honda engine with a toyota chassis yeah you can actually do a toyota chassis with an actual toyota engine not a super engine but you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you said it not me yeah it's you know that's might as well just be real with it uh, yeah, fair. so we're just being showing very good promises. You know, my car's heavy, the heaviest class in top, five, heaviest car in top five, and still podiums a lot. Man, I still need, I regret not weighing myself when I was at HMP. We can weigh your car at my house. We should definitely do that because when I did weigh it at HMP in twenty, thanks for the flag, in uh twenty twenty last year twenty twenty two, it was thirty four fifty. So 3,450 pounds yeah. without, without me in it, but full weight, full tank gas. Yeah. I got skills at home. We can weigh my car for your car tomorrow morning. Yeah. I'd be very interested in checking that out. Yeah. Uh, as far as like why I named this podcast, the Racing Home Podcast, honestly, it's because Fetz and I would often just kind of chat and call each other. Like we're both driving home. We're in our separate vehicles, towing our cars home, but we'd be on a phone call talking about talking to each other about the event and just like how it went so then uh this last time we were driving home from laguna i thought like hmm it'd be kind of cool to like turn this into to the podcast who knows anyone's record listening to this maybe it's robbie about his ls3 brz but honestly it's more to do with the fact that just kind of like remembering this 10 years 20 years from now <laughs> You drink heavily like the entire year, so like, what events did you go to? Uh, I went to Rev Up, Gingerman Rev Up. I went to Gingerman Festival, Festival at Gingerman. We went to Autobahn. Uh, mm-hmm. I was there for that one. Mid Ohio. Mid Ohio. And then went to Heartland. Yep. And went to Laguna. So you did a total of six events mm-hmm. in one year. Mm-hmm. That was the most you've done in an entire year. Never. Yep. So you've never done. Most of the time, you do, what, five? Four. Four? Four or five. Like, yeah. this time, you did six of them. Yeah. Of those six, which one was your favorite? Mm, Laguna was a favorite. Because? 
Um, Laguna was a favorite because, well, I've wanted to see T Pain yeah. for the longest time. Um, I've been trying to like I was I was tagging T Pain, Nappy Boy Automotive, and Good Life, and like so many posts and having so many people before tag Laguna. Well. I had no idea what Nappy Boy. I didn't. Oh I had no God, idea about them. I knew about Nappy Boy like from his music, but I didn't know like yeah. Nappy Boy Automotive with Hurt was a thing. Yeah, I, well, this is before Hurt was a part of it. Like I've no, I've been following Nappy Boy Automotive since before Hurt was a part of it, or I guess Hurt became a part of it afterwards. But um, yeah, interesting. Um, so yeah, I've been like following them for a while. I've been uh, really wanted T Pain to show up because like I know he started off in Good Life and he like started drifting in Good Life. Yeah, and how he was like closely related to Good Life. So I was like, you know, I really would like to see him perform too because it's like a car guy. A car yeah. culture, and he's part of Good Life, and he's performing at Good Life. It just like I think it would be really cool, and I love his music. So. Yeah, because he performed at Lime Rock, right? He did not perform at Lime Rock. Lime no? Rock was not a performance. Like there was no music there. It was a a motorsports festival, not a music festival. Wait, so Laguna was the first time to perform at a Good Life event for T Pain? Yeah, yeah. Really? He was at Lime Rock. Uh, he was at Lime Rock drifting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways. All right, well... Yeah, so that was one of the reasons. Plus, I won Laguna. Um, yeah. So that was, like, my first win ever in my life. To the point, like, not just, like, motorsports-related, <laughs> but, like, yeah. sports-related, anything-related. So yeah. I, like, literally was crying in my truck afterwards. <laughs> and Laguna yeah. was pretty cool because, like, it had the Courtroom, um logo up on the hill. Yeah. So, like, the fact that, like, Courtroom W uh-huh. in the name or in the word was, uh, was bolded. So, like, yeah. that was pretty fitting. Yeah. yeah. Overall, the whole trip weekend, because like we had spent a whole week driving out to California prior to Laguna. Yeah. So we had driven out from, well, for me, from Austin. You drove from Dallas. We uh-huh. met up in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. Saw the eclipse. Drove out to Flagstaff. The eclipse then, was meh, but yeah. Yeah, it was pretty meh, unless you had the right glasses. Uh-huh. Honestly, like even if you had the right glasses, it wasn't the eclipse to get excited for. Yeah. I think the one coming up in 2024 is going to be better because it's going to have more of the sun mm. covered. Yeah. But in any case, yeah, kind of meant if you didn't have the right hardware, but we were in Albuquerque, New Mexico for the right timing of it. Mm-hmm. We saw the shadows at least. And then we went out to Flagstaff, Arizona. We camped at uh, Sunset Crater. So we were basically, it felt like, kind of felt like being on the moon to be honest. Yeah. And then from there, we went to Zion via Glen Canyon. Glen Canyon was We went to awesome. Glen Canyon after Zion. No, before. We went, we went through Glen Canyon getting to Zion. I thought we had Zion first and then went to Glen Canyon. Glen, no, no, no. Zion, so after Zion, we oh, went to Las Vegas. We, yeah, because like it was later at night when yeah. we left Zion. Okay, yeah. So then uh, Glen Canyon, got to Zion. The next day, spent the entire day... Majority of the day over at Zion. All sun, all sun hours were at Zion. Yeah. And then after that, I got to Las Vegas, saw the Vegas Strip getting prepared for F1. And then after that, we uh, spent the night in Las Vegas. The following day, we did, what, eight hours roughly out to San Jose? Yeah. Through California. Got to uh, meet up with friends of uh, ours in San Jose. Yeah. Spend a day in San Jose, and then the next three days at Laguna. Enjoy the mm-hmm. festival weekend, and then race home to basically yeah. Texas. Yeah, I would also like to add the reason, one of the reasons why Laguna was one of my favorites was because um, all the homies that were there, all the friends group that was there, is yeah. the reason why like I got into motorsports in a way. 
Yeah, right. Because like we used to go have the drivers club car meets that we all used to hang out at, at UTD, at UTD, our, our college that we went to, and uh, or most of us went to at least. Yeah, you know, and getting to do that, and like going from like having those car meets at UTD and like the wee hours and like doing code rat shit afterwards, um, to like going to Laguna with all of you guys was. Yeah. Like very nostalgic to me. At nostalgic, least. mesmerizing. That's not even just right memories. Word. But like, know? yeah, it's like things that we will dream about, talk about, joke about. Yeah. Play and, of course, on Forza. Yeah. Uh, all coming to fruition. Be like, holy shit, we're coming out here and actually like doing it. Yeah. And like, while not all of us were actually out on track, mm-hmm. like we were all there. It's so like Kenny, Raza, yeah, Robbie. Ravi, Carl. And then, like, Carl had several friends from the Pacific Northwest that yeah. meeting them for the first time, like Nick and uh, Garrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're friends for life. But uh, also, like, David, like, while we did see him at PPIR, yeah. it was, like... Actually getting to hang out with him. Act- yeah, exactly. Actually able to hang out with him, so... Yeah. Bunch of dudes, bunch of guys, bunch of friends that we... That I personally look forward to, like, yeah. hanging out with in the future. For sure. And then finding out that uh, Robbie's having a baby too mm. you know like that was the like cherry on top yeah it was pretty funny how y'all found out about that because yeah. i knew about it for like a solid month prior to what? you guys i guess we're not true friends man i don't know you and i or robbie me and me and robbie <laughs> uh, yeah to be fair i've known robbie for a lo- little bit longer yeah, but in yeah, any yeah. case you guys yeah. went to high school together and whatnot too. <laughs> yeah yeah be very excited to see him come out sorry yeah. michelle i mean this time like this time next year will be a very different Family scene, especially if he actually goes through with getting into uh, Laguna. Yeah. Like, I, that's the other thing, too, is, like, of all the Grail Life events, Laguna would be, like, the one where I'd be willing to fly out for. Just to, just to spectate. There's so much to do as a spectator over there as well. I agree. Uh, it was, yeah, I wouldn't mind, like, crewing and just spectating and hanging out. I would also not mind paying for another ticket and driving Ravi's car if he allows us to. <laughs> I don't know if he would, he should, but if he, he does, us in here. <laughs> you know, uh, Ravi, uh, yeah, I'll just pay for track insurance and your car and, and another ticket. And, uh, yeah, like we'll to my knowledge, him. he, to my knowledge, he has only let one person drive his car on track. Chris Mayfield. He offered to let me drive his car. True, he offers a lot though, so keep that in mind. But if he does, uh, if he let me put it this way, if he has offered, then like hold him to his word. Okay. As long as he's like keep bringing it up until like the day it happens, he will make it happen. I hope you're listening, Robbie. He will. Yeah, we'll make sure he makes it happen. Yeah. So to those that don't know and that are listening, um, I doubt anyone's listening, but <laughs> probably just Robbie has probably just Robbie. Probably just Robbie at this point. Uh, but yeah, Robbie has a LS3 swapped BRZ and that he's putting a BMW DCT in, or he has already done that, but he's just tuning it now. Um, it probably has more than 100k in his car at this point. Ooh, that's a good question. I actually don't think he does. You don't think so? He's, cool done, car. he's done a lot of it, like, relatively on a budget. Like, he's yeah. got a lot of, like, expensive parts in there, yes, uh-huh. but some of those parts have come secondhand. Or he's gotten those parts on a really good sale. Or... I st- I, I mean... I think, uh, I think total car... If, if, if anyone to rep- were to replicate his car today, it would probably be close to... 100. If you tried to replicate his car in 
a six month time frame, uh-huh. then yes. But because he's been building his car for the past like arguably six years. I don't think time matters. It's just how much how much money like parts are you buying. That's whatnot. what I'm saying though. He hasn't like put that much money because he's like taking his time. Alright, we're go. doing the math. Um Robbie, Robbie let us know. Let us know, but we're doing the math <laughs> real quick. Uh let's say base price because he bought the car back in the day for twenty K. Right? No. He bought it for fifteen. Dang, did he really buy it for fifteen? Back call, then? Call it eighteen. Let's call it eighteen. It wasn't more than twenty. It was definitely not more than twenty. Two let's call it fifteen, because to make math easy. Um fifteen for the car. Yeah. And then ten K for the motor, for crate motor. Yeah. Four grand for the transmission, the initial one that he had. <laughs> that he still like apparently the, the first of what four yeah um, roughly so his Tremec was four grand so like so what so what is that 15 plus 10 is 25 plus 25 plus I'm call call 30 five, 30, 30 yeah. for the that just that wiring harness he built it himself yeah he does a lot of the wiring let's say two himself. grand that's that's a lot if he built it himself thousand let's call it two grand Oh, a thousand. Okay. I agree with that. A thousand. Let's do a thousand. What is that now? 31,000? Yeah. His arrow, I know Zebulon's not cheap. His wing is probably close to four or five grand alone. Let's call it 35. And then his splitter is also probably around the same. Because I think his Zebulon splitter is around the same. Fine. Call it 40. Yeah. So now you're 40 grand. All right. So now wheels and tires. Cage is probably another six or seven grand. So we're at 50 now, roughly? We're at 50 now. Okay. Yeah. You add, including wheels and tires, you're at 50. His, yeah. His big brake kit is around another four grand. Four grand front for uh, probably another three grand rear. We still got another like 45 grand to go to get to We're getting K. there. We're, we're not done we're, yet. We're, we're not getting done. there. We're, we're uh, over half the car and um, not half, just barely, or just over halfway through what the What is that? Budget. So let's say 50, 60K, 60K for with brakes and everything. Now we're just rounding up. Um, we are running up a lot. No, we're not. I think we are. Okay, 50, keep going. 55k. What else you got to add? Fair enough. 50, 56, 57k. You've done arrow. Arrow, brakes, wheels, brakes, wheels tires, engine, motor, engine, train. transmission, uh, cage. Cage. And another, what, two grand in, uh, or, or wiring grand. harness as well? No, that's already been included. Three grand in seats? Three, three grand? Well, he has basing, two seats, right? I'm basing it off mine. Yeah, he has two. Uh, the OMPs aren't that expensive. They're a thousand plus like uh, the support. I guess thirteen hundred. Let's call it two grand for seats, roughly to call it cheaper, or whatever, because we're rounding up in other places. All right, we we rounded all the way up to seventy now. Sixty two k. Sixty two. All right. That's so you jumped too much there. Uh, sixty two, sixty three k, and then from there you got uh. What else? See, you're still missing 30, yeah. uh, 38K. I was chill, too. <laughs> Do you include the trailer? No, we're not including the trailer. <laughs> what else? There's a lot of miscellaneous stuff that adds up, dude. It's not... It's I I, I mean... Yeah, but... Uh, the GR86, yes, I could probably replicate my GR86 for like another like $15,000 worth of parts in it and be go just as fast. But I have $50,000 in that car. Or, yeah, fifty, fifty to $55,000 $55, in that car. That doesn't make sense either, right? Yeah, but you've developed your car over the past year. He's developed his Two car years. over the past 
But the time doesn't matter. Yeah, because it does. you're still spending money. E- e- yeah. Whether you spend money in 2021 or 2022, it's still you're spending money. <laughs> People would argue with that. Well, I guess. Because, <laughs> like, Pre- inflation, why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, coilovers. Forgot about his coilovers. Because coilovers are another five grand. Oh, here's the other thing, too. We're at 75K. Here's the other thing. Like, a lot of the stuff that he has had, he's, like, bought into it, used it, and then, like, sold it for a decent price. Yeah. Like what? His clothes, for example. Like, he... His jerseys? Uh, how much does this cost? Four or five grand. He had Olin's, and I know he bought them and then sold them, and, like... Thing I'm talking about replicating his car as is right now. Oh. Yes, he bought and sold and whatnot. Okay, he probably, like, made a little bit of money well, here and there. I agree with you. From the very beginning, I said, like, if you try to replicate his car in the next six months, you're going to spend probably 100 k Yes. But that's not how much he's put into his car. Because he buys items at the proper time. Anyway, we spent so much time with Robbie. This podcast is just now talk about Robbie <laughs> podcast. Um... Uh, anyways, Laguna was awesome. Yeah, Laguna was awesome. Second favorite event was Mid-Ohio for me. I need to go to Mid-Ohio. Mid-Ohio, I love the track, and it just felt a little... Um, I crashed at Mid-Ohio two years ago, roughly, going back there and, so and conquering... you won. Yep, and conquering that fear of like going through that turn again and like... Which turn was it? Uh, turn 11 after Thunder Valley. To the I've never been there, so is that the last corner before the front straight? No, it's uh, right. There's a carousel, right? Right before the, the back straight. The front straight, sorry. Yeah. There's a left-hander to, to the front straight, but right before is a carousel. Okay. So I crashed in that carousel. Okay. Because I lost at the corner before, and I like kept trying to correct it or whatnot, and then mm-hmm. lost it, and it went to the wall. Is that not No, no, no. Don't do that. Sorry. We're we're talking in Zach's house and he has cats. It's okay. He's just stretching. Nacho, come here. Well, I know, like, they didn't want the cat stretching on top of the the couch. The cat was, like, using its nails and claws. That's exactly it. They didn't want the nails to, like, pull the leather apart. Well, he wasn't digging his nails in there, did he? He was just stretching. I saved him. You're right. Okay, you know what? You're right. Anyways. All right. So, mid-Ohio. Last couple of corners. Crashed in 2021. But this year, it was different because... It was just good to conquer that fear and just hang out. Like, yeah. after, after the event, um, it was, uh, I think, Eric Jensen was and Jeremy Swenson were parked at RVs next to each other. And there was a whole party where they were. Hmm. And uh, it was Eric Jensen's wife's birthday at, the, at that weekend as well. Nice. So there was a huge, like, a whole party after the event. <laughs> Happy uh, birthday. They were so drunk, out of their mind. I've never seen Kyle that drunk hair yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, well i've never seen kyle hair drunk and i moved my phone record just to double check that we're still recording yeah and yeah 18 minutes in all right anyway so kyle's I, drunk kyle was gone i have never hugged that man for that long in my life i thought he knocked out on my shoulder but <laughs> <laughs> it was fun it was a good time and that also like brought me back because i think in the beginning of the year i was just very uh, stressing myself out to be the best contender, best driver out there, and I was over yeah. driving. But that event specifically, I like realized why I do it, right? Like yeah. I kept, I refound the reason of why I do this, and it was like fun <clears> for me <throat> again. Why were you questioning in the first place? Well, I was. Do we qu- want to get into that? Well, 
we keep recapping that can that can be like another episode or like we can hash into it like why we do this yeah uh so that was mid ohio and then after mid ohio you went out to heartland heartland yeah which is where i was at yeah actually we totally skipped over uh audubon yeah uh do we want to start from the beginning of what i did then instead of going backwards uh yeah we actually haven't been going backwards actually fuck it let's just keep going backwards we did laguna we did Laguna, then we did Heartland. Heartland. So Heartland was over in Kansas, and Heartland was a lot of fun. For me, that was a lot of fun, because, like, I was able to go, like, for anybody that's in track, and, like, just be able to, like, go and do a new PB, like, that's yeah. pretty satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, that's my take on it. It was just a lot of fun. The family came out, Kara came out, her mother and aunt came out as well. So overall, uh-huh. like, it was a six, successful weekend. I was able to take the aunt out in an HPD session, and... Kind of, I don't know, she had fun. That was like, really cool that you got to take her aunt out to the HPD session. I took her aunt out before my own mother. Like, her, my own mother is, like, very hesitant to, like, even acknowledge I've been doing this. Yeah. But, like, recently in the past year, she's been simple, small things, like, just, like, liking posts and whatnot on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. But now she's actually, like, asking more questions about it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how was this weekend? Like, I'm surprised you asked, but let me go into it for the next, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. I think that's a, also a, a whole other podcast, like minorities' parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like as a minority, yeah. the parents don't really get involved as much in Absolutely. Like, extracurricular activities and whatnot. Yeah. So. At each and Pete, did you uh, podium? I did podium. Nice. What place? I got third. Nice. Yeah. So, Laguna, podium, HMP, podium, and then uh, prior to that was... That's Mid Ohio. That was Mid Ohio. And prior to me, Mid Ohio was Audubon for both of us. Yes, Audubon. Yeah. Audubon was fun. I podium there too. For me, it sucked. What? Oh, because you couldn't. Yeah, you <laughs> my car, car was like overcooked everything. So like I was out yeah. on track, and like the thermostat on the, not the thermostat, but like the ambient temperature in the car where you like read and it's like, oh hey, it's ninety seven degrees. I was like, yeah, it's ninety seven degrees while on track. Yeah. And so like my car literally couldn't do a hot lap. I would go out for the out lap, and then, like, it start the hot lap, and by the um, third to last corner, mm-hmm. so after the long straight, and then you make the sharp right, sharp left, and then right and left again, down the front straight. Sure. Any case. Lots of was, lefts, lots of rights. It was, yeah, they were all there. The car would be overheating. So, like, my PB was me in limp mode for the last four corners. Yeah. What do you drive again, Nick? Oh. This is so weird in this podcast. Anyways, uh, I drive a 2017 Ford Focus RS. And you have no cooling mods on that, right? At the time when I was driving, the only quote-unquote cooling mod that I'd done was DI water and water wetter in the coolant system. Gotcha. Flushing yeah, it out. That'll, that'll the do The stock it. radiator, stock intercooler, stock everything powertrain-wise. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I had done... You're tuned uh, up. Yeah, tuned by Brian with JSC Performance, which has been phenomenal. And that, honestly, I think buys me another half lap or a whole lap. But I'm tuned Slight on... Slight plug. Huh? Slight plug. Slight plug, but E30. Yeah. Yeah, so running on his E30. If I run on 93, initially I ran on 93, that was relatively like full tilt. Mm-hmm. Then I would overheat. But I've since requested that uh, I kind of like lowered the power. It was like after an ECR. I, yeah, it was ECR, but it was like slightly overheat cooking it uh to pull power back just to like try to like do full laps 
Anyways, it does a lot better. But since Audubon, I've done a Mountain Triple Pass Radiator on the Focus. So that has... Oh, and I've now done a cooling vents on the hood. Hood vents with Ferris. Did you not have those before? I did have them at Audubon. But it did not solve the peaking problem. So, like, the temperature was still peaked. Mm-hmm. What the hood vents did help with was that when I was doing the cooling lap, uh, cool down lap, yeah. then I would see my cool, uh, temperatures drop quicker mm-hmm. than without them. Mm-hmm. But they were not enough to go and, like, prevent the overheating in the first place. Yeah. So, anyway, so since Autobahn, I've done the mounting radiator. That has been the single best cooling performance upgrade on the Focus. On that, like, it's completely stock. Like, I'm still running, I don't know, like, it's stock. Like, I don't have an oil cooler. I'm not running E85. Uh-huh. I have known several others from Focus RSs that <laughs> claim that, sure, like, doing oil coolers will help with oil and, like, separate from the coolant, but, like, that's a whole different story and, like, why that is occurring uh, for me to take the Focus, R- Focus RS side out and beat on it as hard as I am for as long as I am. What needs to happen is, I think, the uh, radiator. Yeah. I don't think you need cooling vents or hood vents. I don't think that needs to be the case. Uh, yeah, just get an upgrade radiator and run DI water. <laughs> Going back to recaps. Um, yes, Autobahn. I'm honestly getting tired of driving Autobahn and Gingerman. I think it's just like very flat track. Didn't they already confirm that Gingerman is going to be in June? Yeah, that's the festival. That's going to happen. We all know Gingerman's going to keep coming back. Yeah. Gingerman, Audubon, and Mid-Ohio are those three, like, core tracks that are never going to go away. Yeah. CMP has been confirmed. CMP has been confirmed. Lime Rock has been confirmed. Gingerman. Gingerman's definitely there. Mid-Ohio technically has not been confirmed, but, like, it's been highly... Chances are high. Yeah. You know, it's it's like one of the OG good life tracks. Uh, Um, And everyone loves it there, so... I would love to see more Texas track, or at least more tracks closer to home, but yeah, I know that's a hard, a difficult request being that we're from Texas and this yeah. is based out of the Midwest. I mean, they're expanding to the East and the West now, so maybe South yeah. is next. Well, what's nice about the West is that you get, if Laguna becomes more of a staple, at least like look at it as far as next year. If you're a competitor in the West, you could still attend your four required events. You could do Laguna, Willow Springs, if you're into GLTC, you can technically do Coda. It's still a long ways. It's still a long ways. But is halfway-ish for like most of their events. And then uh, HMP. But HMP is probably not on the counter for 2024. Nobody knows. We'll see. In hopefully less than a month yeah. when PRI comes out. Yeah. But in any case, like myself, I'm looking forward to hopefully the... Four closest events. Yeah. So we'll see what... I actually really want to do, like, a show about that. Just, like, looking at the calendar. Like, once it gets posted, it's, like, talking about, like, yeah. hey, what four do we want to go to? Yeah, no, I would like to do that, too. Just, like, go through and say, okay, that could be a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's it called? But, yeah, before Audubon. Uh, Audubon was a good event. It was really hot. It's always hot at Audubon. Every year I've been there, it's, like... Oh, driving! It's like driving yes. in Texas. I think Audubon's gonna be later in the year this year. How do you know? From their podcast, the Slipping Podcast, they were uh, it it would have been Corn Adam would have been like six weeks prior to Laguna, 
Mm-hmm. So, let's, so Laguna was the that third kinda... week of September. Uh-huh. So would that put it? That sounds like it'd put it near Laguna Labor was supposed Day weekend. To be no, no, no. Like this year, like when we went to Laguna. Uh huh. Had it been the same weekend, but twenty twenty four when, supposedly, uh, Audubon is scheduled to be in twenty twenty four. We would have been at Audubon six weeks prior to Laguna. Isn't that Heartland though? Exactly. No, 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 no. I so two back. weeks before Harland. Roughly, yeah. yeah. So if not Labor Day weekend, like the weekend after or two weeks after that. So yeah, mid, we gotta figure out the whole schedule weekend. thing because I need like I leave my car in Chicago, so I need to figure out how to do that. Alone. Yeah, likewise, I gotta yeah. get the wife on board with the uh, allowing me to do all these events. Yeah. But I, we'll I have a wife and I'm single as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, a year from now, it could be very different. It could be. I could probably just have to stop doing events because I got married somehow to a arranged marriage for some lady. No. In you should find someone that, like, enhances the driving experience. Somebody yeah, but like, you got to pay for the wedding, man. Wedding ain't cheap. You don't have to have a wedding. I take that back. I need to go plan a wedding for my wife. You don't have to have There's a wedding. There's a whole separate story you, behind that. Yeah, okay, we're getting off track. Anyways. Um, Bro. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this year was fun. Even though, really like, I signed, I signed up for Mid-Ohio. Didn't actually go to Mid-Ohio. Actually sold it to somebody else. I only went to Audubon, which was really just, for me, a waste. Be- not, not a waste, but, like, a learning experience. Like, had I not gone to Audubon, I would have learned about my cooling, deeper cooling problems somewhere event. else. Exactly. So because of that, did not, I would argue, did not get myself a legitimate time. My PB was literally under limp mode, but HMP was a lot of fun. I was able to go, had no regrets there, and then Lugano also no regrets. Yeah. So basically what I'm trying to say is, like, I hope I have, like, my experience at HMP and Laguna. I want to have that, but four times next year. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But Laguna, before Audubon, it was uh, the festival event as well, the Gingerbread Festival event that I did. Um, that was my first uh, festival event in the festival format. Because you went to that, do you think you did better at Laguna? Uh, it took me a minute to get to realize the and how to attack a festival event and not get in my feelings. I guess. Um, both at Mid Ohio and Gingerman, I feel like I was like by the I I got into podium sprint both times. I had the fastest time at Gingerman, I think, or second fastest time at Gingerman. Right? Out of mm-hmm. the whole weekend. Um, but I was in my head. But when Podium Sprint came on, I was like, okay, do or die. Do or die. Do or die. So I was like, pushed way too hard. And the car drifted. Like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? And I lost by like three thousandths of a second. Arguably within transponder. Transponder uh, error, yeah. <laughs> transponder error. Could be. But, you know, like, it is what it is. Same yeah. thing happened in Mid-Ohio. I got in my head, and I was like, do or die. Do or die. This is, this is my, this is it. This is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. Got in my head. And then, you know, like, pushed way too hard. And I, like, again, same thing. Slid. And, you know, the car lost, lost, I lost by two tenths. Or two, not two tenths. Uh, lost by two hundredths of a second. Hmm. Right? So, like... That helped me realize of like, okay, you know, like I know I'm fast. I know I can make it a podium sprint consistently. Yeah. What I need to focus on the second day, qualifying two and three, three. is where I need to be just consistent. Yeah. 
and I need to put down the, my fastest lap as my first, second, or third lap. Yeah. Right. That's after that. Like I, if I'm not getting it. I'm not I'm done pushing the car. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Like yes, I was aiming for thirty eight at Laguna, but I the last two qualifiers, I was like, I'm okay with thirty nine as long as I'm I'm the, like the mid to low thirty nines. You say that, but you got a thirty nine one in your Q three. Q one. Uh. It was no, Q2. you told me Q. That was your last Q1 qualifying. was on Thursday, right? No, Friday? Q1 was Friday. Q2 and 3 were Saturday. Q2. Like that morning, I got 39-1. What did you do in the third qualifying? Third qualifying was like 39-something. The high there. It was like mid-39s. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. But yeah. Uh, my goal was 38s for sure. But I think I was like not. As as more focused on consistency and hitting yeah. my markers every, uh, consistently and not pushing the car. Yeah. So that that really paid me back in podium sprint, but like as I, conditions are different. There's a Tesla the crash that happened. So there's like, uh, what's it called? A uh, shrapnel, not shrapnel, but like random like residue and whatnot all over the track. Yeah. Uh, by the corkscrew, right? So, outlap. I was like really monitoring the condition, seeing mm-hmm. how it was, and then after that I pushed, and then I pushed again, did the same thing again. I got thirty nine six. Uh, one my first lap or something like that, and then thirty nine yeah. six one seven the second time. It was like that consistent. That's pretty sweet. That was like my goal for podium sprint, and I think that's what got me to P one. Worked out. What was your lap time in the very first session? Like Friday practice one. Thirty nine eight, thirty nine seven. Like you already broke in the forties, sub forties. I broke into the sub forties immediately. Wow, that's amazing. Because I had been out there back in 2019 when the focus was completely stock. Mm-hmm. The only thing I had were RS4 tires on stock yeah. wheels. And I did 46.7. And I was excited mm-hmm. about that. So, like, my goal this weekend, or, like, in a weekend, was just to do two seconds faster. Yeah. So, for my first time out there, it was 40 in the 41s. Yeah, it was, like, 41. Maybe 40. No, 41. I think it was 41s. Mm-hmm. Then Carl and I both did 41s. Yes. And we were both, every session, we would, like, kind of like gain or improved at the same rate mm-hmm. until he got clean air in qualifying two mm-hmm. and he jumped from a 39 something to like 37 37 yeah, five i was a madman yeah <laughs> um yep yep one thing about me is that's different from a lot of other people about like tracking or time during time attack i come in high so when i hold on there's a cat on the bar uh, okay. Cats on the bar. Kitty, get off. Do I stop it or do I? Leave it be. Kitty, go. Yeah. All right. The cat was drinking alcohol. I'm <laughs> trying to at least. I don't know what great cat it was, but yeah, there was a cat up on the bar table. I wonder if it was Thor. Anyways, um, but yeah, what's different about me compared to other competitors, like I come in very strong and been very hot. Um, so like my first session is like super fast already, not super fast, but like it's up there. Right. I'm like usually like P1 in first two, three sessions. Yeah. Um, and then like my progression is slower from there while a lot of people are like, okay, they will be like three or four seconds slower and then they kind of work up to pace. Yeah. I'm already at my like close to my you're what the, i'm supposed to be at you're like 80 percent of what you can 80 be. to 90 percent yeah yeah makes sense i'm mostly there 
Well, I take the back. I think I used to think I would always be there, but that's because more of the car overheating limitations. Mm-hmm. So when I did my first 39, it was in the fifth lap, which is very abnormal. But that kind of goes to show, like, the cooling improvements I did, mm-hmm. meaning that, like, the car was not holding me back, and I could just, like, learn the track. Or the tires were just getting into their temperature range better. Mm. Not sure which one. But then the... Uh, the last qualifying where I did my actual PB, that one I did in the first, I think, I'm pretty sure I did in the first, second lap, or uh, first three laps. But, any case, yeah, overall, pretty good year. A lot of learning, and excited to see what uh, next year's schedule and next year's rule changes are going to be. God, gotcha. I hope they don't rule out 85. If they rule out 85 in street class, I'm going to be very salty. I would literally would have wasted three thousand dollars. Honestly, I doubt it. Um, if it's something you can buy at the fuel pump, like yeah. any normal fuel, it's pump. a lot on Club TR, so it's gonna be a lot there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, another big thing, big moment in this year was uh, I broke the sub forty mark at Gingerman, which is like the all. Wait, this is this a thing at Gingerman as well? Yeah, sub forty it is like everyone wants to go below sub forty. Um, Dang, I need to go back to Gingerman now. Yeah, that's now that it. I brought like sub forty at Laguna, I just have, have set like that now desire that I to think go. Now the times are very similar to Gingerman. Wait, yes, because I did a okay. So initially said I did a forty six seven at Laguna. Uh huh. I'm pretty sure when I did Gingerman in twenty twenty one, when I did it as an HPD session. Granted, it's off the phone, so like plus or minus half a second yeah. either direction. But I'm pretty sure I did a 46-something. I think I did somewhere in the yeah. 46s. I did a... Excuse me. I did a 39 flat at Gingerman. Did a 39-1 at Laguna. Uh, even huh. lo- Even looking at Sunday Cup times, too. Like, Sunday Cup times were, like, in the one low 150s at Laguna. And it was also, it's also, like, 149, 150 at, at uh, Gingerman. You may have just convinced me to go to Gingerman just uh, to yeah. try the break in the yeah. sub-40s. Like if it's yeah, no, the times are... Because I remember on Facebook, Kyle was saying, like, the times should be similar to mid-Ohio. But I'm like, no, Gingerman. Hmm. Interesting. I would... Do you think it's easier to extract time at Gingerman than at Laguna? No, it's easier to, to, take, to get more time at Laguna. What... Uh, let me put it another way. If... Do you think the time delta, or sorry, the first time you go at Laguna versus the term, first time you go at Gingerman, which track is easier to like get right the first time? It's kind of unfair to say that because Laguna, we've been playing in video games for a very long time. So that True, but I don't think Laguna. video games like uh, kind of give you the sense of elevation change. Uh-huh. Or the, but you know I, exactly what the break markers are. You know exactly what nah, you should be doing. Nah, Actually, break markers, sure, but the uh, the apex camber benefits that like. Asado's really good at it though. That's true, but like I think in person, Asado and it clicked with me so much good. more. Like being mid course, especially like turn six, going up the back hill, like if you actually were like dig your car in there and like take advantage of the corner, like just. Is turn six the one going uphill or? The yes, one? uphill. Okay. Turn five, so. Turn three, two, three, four, five left, and then six. Oh, is six the left. is like the left. Okay, left yeah, yeah. uphill. 
It's like, I think six, where if you go and get your car, potentially in a risky situation, uh-huh. but if you put it right and, like, take advantage of the camber mm-hmm. at the apex, mm-hmm. you can gain... Quite a bit of time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's my favorite corner. At yeah. That's one of my favorite corners at Laguna, because, like, you're... There's so much grip there, but you have to have a there's lot so of There's so much balls. grip there because of the camber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's not what it's for. I'm saying it's so much grip there, but to take advantage of that grip, you have to be, like, super ballsy. Yeah, it's yeah. a... I and think that... I think turn rewarding. six is the high... Kind of like HMP's turn... Uh, not turn alpha, turn one. one. Yeah. Turn one, technically. Turn one, two. Mm-hmm. Where turn one, two at HMP is very high risk, high reward. I think turn six at Laguna, it's the most high risk, high reward. But that's just my opinion. That's my favorite corner there. It's a lot of fun, and, like, you feel the reward of getting it right. That's my favorite corner of the sim, it. too. For the same reasons. For the sim, if I loop it, I don't care. <laughs> That's how I went four off there. I turned six. Yeah, I saw your picture. Yeah. yeah it wasn't even, like, me pushing. It was just me, like, not paying attention on the yeah. cooldown lap. Embarrassing. Um, All right. Should we make sure? I don't know. I feel like it's pretty solid. This is 17 minutes in to the second part of the podcast. Yeah. So that's definitely I would I would want to go drive at Laguna again. Next year. But I also want to do Lime Rock. I want, do I'd one. say I would totally be down. It's gonna take a lot of convincing for the wife. I'm not doing both. No, I would totally be down to do Laguna twenty twenty five. Oh yeah, I'm down. if it's on the calendar to do it twenty twenty five. Like, I'm glad we already yeah. did it, so, like, there's no fear of missing it out next year. Like, honestly, yeah. I'm down to fly out and, like, help anybody crew, yeah. but I'm not. And also, I want to, like, you know, put nails or something there so people, nobody can take my record. <laughs> Shouldn't have said it here. <laughs> All right, just uh, this part. You didn't hear that. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, I'm not doing shit. What do you mean? <laughs> Drop loose slug nuts. Uh, if anybody else in the Focus RS wants to go out there and focus SC, let me know, because... If anyone wants the to let me their GR86 to go out there again, let me know. Yep. Anyways, we're going to wrap it up here. We got to get to bed. But yeah, so uh, recap. Uh, had a great year. It was a good one with some good friends. Uh, lots of podiums. And uh, lots of learning. Yeah. And lots of memories. So yep. can't wait for next year. Likewise, so... We'll see how the audio turns out on this podcast. Literally just recorded off my uh, phone. So if it's shit, that explains it. If it's not, impressive. Uh, we will uh, continue on until the next one. I really want to do the next one, kind of looking into the schedule for 2024. Yeah. So we can, there's so much to talk about with 2023 alone, though. So yeah. I'm down to do this later. Right. Anyways, talk to you all later. Bye. Consider this memorabilia for Zach in his 32nd birthday.